Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Rose and Shine podcast featuring the Swedish sisters Josephine Roos and Victoria Roos-Solson. Based in Stockholm and New York, we share experiences from our international lives and careers. So, happy Friday! Podding live from Clarion Sign! Yes! Hi everybody! Very happy to be at the new podcast studio of Clarion Sign with our amazing friends and network surrounding us here. Yay! And uh, welcome home from Colombia. I'm I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad you fit the studio. <laughs> <laughs> We're also glad I fit the studio. Uh, yep, they let me on the the flight, the last possible day I could fly, and um, yeah, compression stockings and having to stab myself in in the, in the leg with some kind of <laughs> drug so that I wouldn't get a blood clot during the the flight but that's yeah that's, that's Colum- pretty awesome. Colombia healthcare <laughs> really with like a proper shot and yeah, everything exactly. yeah yeah I, oh. I, I did it myself steve was quite impressed actually yeah i'm too. i'm quite impressed steven <laughs> yeah good for you all right so um well it's wonderful to be here together podcasting i mean we have mostly podcasted in different locations. Yes, normally me in pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> and me trying to wake you up for the day, right? <laughs> yes. But our first episodes, they were in your closet in New York. So yeah. I think we're like moving up in upgrade. life. Yeah, yeah certainly. Really, really good. <laughs> All right, so uh, we are here because it's uh, also International Women's Day. Yeah. And we've already been debating and I've actually been asking our guests here, should we say happy international? Yeah. Is it a happy Women's Day or is it just International yeah. Women's Day? See, I kind of woke up this morning feeling all excited, like, hey, it's International Women's Day. You went for the happy. I went for the happy. And then I (laughs) kept reading on the internet and hearing everyone out here. And I'm like, no, we can't be happy until we're like all there. And I I buy that point. So social media educated you in terms of, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some teenage daughters and, you know, add on and some friends out here. But still, I kind of think there are some really good stuff, too. That exactly. we should be happy all but the, the time. But the non-happy part, I guess, it's that it's really about still fighting for, for women's rights and for equality. And, and that there is, as we will talk about in this episode, there's still quite a long way to go in many places. Even yeah. though we've also seen loads of progress. So a friend yeah. of mine was saying, you know, 
Today, I just want rice. I don't want uh, chocolate and flowers. But every other day, I'm happy with chocolate and flowers. So that's okay. But yeah. <laughs> so we want rice and we want some bubbly. Also. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So actually, I think it would be quite interesting just to know a little bit about the history mm-hmm. uh, of, of Women's Day. And I think in Sweden, it's fairly new concept. I mean, when we went to school, no one was really ever talking about it. Or celebrating it or no. making a big fuss. No, no exactly. No. So actually the history, and now we've really done a little bit of research, and there are various sources saying where did it actually start. Mm -hmm. But the year everyone seems to be agreeing on is around 1910. So that's over 100 years ago. Yeah. With the suffragettes, and I keep pronouncing that. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Uh, So, and then what people don't seem to agree on is where it started. Yeah. So we have sources saying Denmark Mm -hmm. and... New York, Germany. Yeah. But it was the women's suffrage movement yeah. that's related to yeah. that and also to the socialist uh, movement. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm just thinking if we were to go to these women in, in 1910 and, and they were starting this, would they be happy with what we have now over 100 years later? Or would they be like, oh, wow, okay. you didn't that's... make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like we'll be talking about, you know, some of the year estimates that we still have in front of us in order to reach uh, equality, mm-hmm. I think maybe they will still be surprised. I mean, I think they would be very happy, this huge progress, but they would also be surprised, I think, of how long it will take. Yeah. 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 And yeah. we'll come back to that because if we continue in the speed we are at today, it will take quite some time yeah. before. Yeah. So each year, um, there is a, the UN women decide a theme around yeah. International Women's Day. So there's a different one um, every year. I think this one's is quite, I, li- I like this year's theme, which is think equal, build smart and innovate for change. Yeah. So it's quite a positive, uh, good feeling message. Yeah. Um, How did they come up with that? Well, I think now there's so much, it's, it's all related to the SDG, so the, the goals, right, the development goals. Um, but the idea is that uh, we really want innovation and technology and that, that has so many opportunities in relation to this. But unfortunately, there's still also loads of trends that indicating that there's a really a growing gender digital gap yeah. or a divide, divide. So men are actually accessing this much more and building the future. And if we think about how much is going to happen now in the future with with the IA yeah. and with technology and so yeah. on, and it's actually built by men and not really built by women, and then we, we really don't have the possibility to shape the future. Ah, so uh, it's so actually it's, kind of a critical point in time. It's super important. Yeah. Exactly. This will shape our future. So... That's and goes into our next question. Do we actually need an International Women's Day? Mm-hmm. And and what does the fact tell us? Well, so we're looking at some of the statistics and one really quite shocking, if you think about it, in yeah. regards to women's <laughs> health and, and safety is that all of the research in the past has always been generated by men on men. So even when we sit in a car nowadays, we... The safety regulations of that car, it's all surrounded research around a white male weighing about 70 kilos. 
So I think some men really have to lose some weight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so now maybe they need to ramp it up a little bit. Uh, but really, it's more dangerous than for a woman to be yeah. in the car. So this really relates to the technological divide. If we have a whole society which is uh, based around thinking around men, by men. But what, this is just, I can just immediately relate to that because we've been talking a lot about ADHD lately and It's only actually three years ago that they changed the criteria in Sweden for how to diagnose if you have ADHD. And since then, it's doubled the amounts of girls that actually have ADHD. But because before that, it was only based on what ADHD looked like for a boy. Yeah. Right. For good or bad. (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's shocking. And also, um, yeah. And and related to that, it's much harder and much deadlier, apparently, for women heart attacks, because all of this is based around research around men and women do not often have the same symptoms that men normally show around heart attacks. Hmm. So these are quite scary. So that's like the health and the digital Mm -hmm. and it's all sort of set around the male body in a sense. Yeah. Uh, What else? Well, then we have the new uh, World Bank report, which is called Women, Business and the Law in Mm -hmm. 2019. Uh, And they have identified that nowadays they have six economies in total, six countries that score 100 in their their index for whether they have equal rights or Mm -hmm. not for, for men. Um, So these six countries are Belgium, Denmark, France, Latvia, Luxembourg and Sweden. So they give equal rights. Which is, you know, I've actually asked everyone in the audience and we'll come back to that, which is the most equal country. And that so this is just based on some of the criteria. We'll come back to which one is the scoring the highest. Exactly. So this is really what does this mean, actually? Yeah. So it's really related to having uh, equal access to to rights. Mm. And some countries, for example, that have been growing for the last few years or come up so France is is a new 100% score and what that means is not that they didn't have necessarily laws that were different for women or men but they didn't have high standard enough on sexual abuse or harassment or some of some of these laws so now Mm. they have stepped up on that but the really sad facts are still that in in um, the the average score in the Middle East and North Africa is under 50 so yeah. that really means that in this re- region, women are more or less given half of the legal rights that men have access to. Yeah. And of course, that's going to vary. I mean, Africa is a huge continent in its own. So it's going to vary from different countries. And oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one thing, the law, actually, how that supports female rights. Another thing that I've been sort of seeing and discovering, I must say, this uh, last six months since we've been into Roos and Shine and everything is... The fact that there is such a difference in investment in female companies and they're even saying that female funders of the startups and everything, they only get two to five percent of venture capital. It's a really shocking uh, number. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's even so. And I was at this uh, one um, uh, seminar on this that even when they get capital, even if, you know, they get less on ever, even if someone say, okay, I'll give you capital, but they will only get, women in general will only get about 50% what they ask for, and men will get about 80% what they ask for in the first place. So we need to ask for more. 
<laughs> well, or uh, ask in a way that, or make others, yeah, yeah, let's come back to that, what yeah. we need to do. But there's yeah. another report that we think is quite interesting. Yes, we have, we, I realize now we have loads of uh, interesting yeah. stats here. I really <laughs> want to everyone up, wants to right? dig uh, deep into the statistics. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, the Global Gender Gap Report is looking, and they're saying that average of what they are measuring around the world, there's still a 32% gender gap in mm-hmm. all of the areas. So this is covering politics and economics and, and social and health and so on. Yeah. And the largest gender is gap is really in political empowerment, where it's still a gap of 77% across the... Like, that's a global rate then. Where in 17 out of 149 countries currently have a woman head of state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the interesting part when it comes to leadership positions and and managerial positions where in the countries where data is available, the women hold 34% only of all the managerial positions. Mm -hmm. But there we have some interesting countries, not the typical Nordic countries that are actually doing well. So where this data is available, the, the best countries that actually have achieved parity are Bahamas, Colombia, where I live. Yeah. Jamaica, Philippines, and Laos. And they actually have a balance there. Yeah, which and is interesting because good. it's not, you know, in managerial positions. Mm-hmm. Another, I mean, you know, feeling so passionate about learning, and I'm thinking that there are like 44 countries uh, in the world where actually 20% or more of the women are illiterate, which mm-hmm. is awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, then how that's obviously going to be much more difficult for them to reach uh, gender equality. Mm. And then comes our, <laughs> what I've been asking this group out here. So what is the most gender equal country in the world? Uh-huh. Uh, and we got lots of guesses and one person got it right. Shout out Petra because it's Iceland. Yeah. Yeah. And nice. I thought that's really interesting because I've been to Iceland and it's so funny. I'm, I'm thinking back. I went there to work with uh, some hospitality organizations uh, working with their leaders. And I just can't remember any men. I'm just thinking, was it like a female network or were there only women? I don't honestly remember, but there were like all these power women. And yeah, yeah, so they obviously do something really right there. We should get my friend Gudrun onto another podcast and see what it is that they're actually doing. Yeah, absolutely. But that's, Mm. yeah, okay. So Iceland, Iceland is the winner. Yeah. But to close uh, yeah. this part on a negative note, then, <laughs> not getting we too happy here. Lots, but, you know, this is not so funny. No. 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 So there's still 108 years to close the gender gap, an average of 108 years. If we continue the work on gender equality in the same speed as we do today, yeah, it's going to take us 108 years before we reach 100% equality. It's pretty sad. That's pretty sad. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So can we then yeah. agree, audience, look at you. Can we agree we need International Women's Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're nodding. They're nodding. That's very good. They're standing up, shouting and applauding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And going right onto the public. So um, what is it then needed to make a difference? And, and what can we do? Well, I mean, first of all, we have all of the facts around economies being much more successful if we're, if we're including uh, women um, equally in the economy. Um, uh, an example coming from the conflict world where, where I work is that we have all of the facts around peace processes, for example, being much more lasting 
um, if women are included in negotiating the peace deals. And women are often excluded because women are not um, necessarily seen as active participants in, in fighting. But the stats are that uh, there's a 20% increase in the probability of a peace agreement lasting two years and a 35% increase in the pro- probability of an agreement lasting at least 15 years if women are included in the deal. So that's, that's huge. That's signif- <clears throat> really significant. Yeah. And I wonder how that would translate to just any deals. I mean, peace yeah. deals or other deals and, yeah, and things that exactly. if we do it. So what I think is that we we need a change in paradigm. And I mean, we in the past six months, we've been discussing feminism and, and, and everything. And I, I use the term, which you don't really like, positive feminism. <laughs> But, uh, and it's like, yeah, it's true. Is there, a, is there a negative feminist? Maybe not. But I'm just thinking like, We need to have this kind of positive force. Um, Feminist sometimes has a bad reputation. Yeah. And that's why you yeah. come up with it. But I, yeah, I, I don't know if I like it. Positive We don't feminism. have to agree. We don't have to agree. <laughs> but I, and I, I'm not sure. Yeah. But the fact is like, all right, let's do that. But what needs to change, I think, is we need to change the paradigm on how we see this. Just like uh, we look at diversity. We and, and we've discussed this. But I think we've moved from actually having all these courses on on training women like okay you have to talk with the deeper voice to mm. fit on in the boardroom and rather than saying all right what is it that we need from all these female aspects that could really bring in a difference and and improve the situation where we're at yeah. right Yeah, and we've. Uh, I think many of us now have seen uh, Nike have been really yeah. smart with their latest uh, commercial. But that's just so inspiring with yeah. all of these sport women that are showing all kinds of different emotions and how, how so often this is just labeled hysteria or, or crazy or you know when we're only accepting kind of one type of woman leader. Yeah, and this is really opening up, showing that you know you can be whatever way you want to be. Yeah. Still I just leave. love that basketball coach that goes all maniac, you know, like, <laughs> but really cool. And she's like going for it. And, yeah. You know, I, and I think that would be like, oh, okay, wow, he would be really angry. And with her, then she got all these negative yeah. comments. And I, I think, so that's one thing. Uh-huh. And in, and it's also the the other commercial that also, and it, which is really good that we do this, is the Run Like a Girl commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's so nice. And when that one came out, I was, you know, uh, doing this, uh, coaching this running group of teenagers. And it was just yeah, really, really empowering. Cool. We were yeah. talking about that. And some of the girls would come, you know, there and like run like a girl. And yeah. be, and actually it was a fun thing because actually some of the fastest ones in the groups were girls. Uh-huh. You know, and they were really good. So that's, I think that that's part of it. And, yeah. But I think we have to be really careful we we have to bring up the femininity you know like all these good things that we have but we also have to not be careful not to put people in just like the nike commercial is saying mm. to say this is the feminine way of being yeah yeah no and i i remember like as a child being you know surprisingly enough a little bit bossy at times maybe <laughs> you know no. uh, and 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 thinking like always feeling like ah oh, that wasn't really great You know, yeah. probably could be, you know, would have been better if it was a guy. You know, you, you kind of felt it was a little bit awkward. You get to hear that you're a bit bossy. Yeah. Or, yeah, and exactly. And you feel like you probably should have controlled yourself yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. 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 So, you know. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So all these things, and I think we're, we're looking from it now from the perspective, not like the huge global perspective of going and fighting for women's rights in all these like Sudan and the Middle East and all these countries, but taking the perspective, just what, what is it that, all of us can do mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, I think it's super, but in a sense, if we could start from our core, what we can influence and, and make a difference from there and then get stronger and stronger, like getting everyone to Iceland stage yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. move on from there. I think we really could really make a difference. Actually. And that's where the, the whole diversity uh, idea yeah. comes the same way that we think about or try to think about diversity um, really trying to see how do we open up for new, how do we not just pick pick people that yeah. fit the mold, so to say. Um, so really, but thinking the same way about gender. So yeah. bringing in uh, this person into the boardroom who doesn't fit the criteria yeah. of, the, of the typical board chairperson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's part of it. And sort of celebrating these things that don't look exactly the same. And it's. I think it's. It's so wonderful that we have this call for the environment right now, and and people are really becoming aware and and seeing what what can you do to contribute. Mm. And in a sense, I would want when we talk about feminism and to 
make that same kind of movement because I don't think we're there yet. But everyone's like, hey, what can I do in my everyday? Nothing mm. doesn't have to be so big or so exciting, but I can do little things like recycling, you know, but <laughs> in, in the feminist world, what does that mean? And that's what we talked about in another episode. Remember, we gave the uh, example from the White House yeah. where the women actively during uh, Obama Obama's uh, second... Uh, really? Was it Obama? Not <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, fact, they that they needed, the yeah, fact that they yeah. needed it under Obama as well is that the women actively started a strategy which they called amplifying. Yeah. So as a, speaking as a louder, uh, you know, and really what they started to do was to bring up what women said. So if someone said something in the room, other women in the room would be, yeah, like Victoria said, I really agree on this and this point. Because they just found that if one woman said it once it either yeah. wouldn't be heard or it could later be claimed by someone else in the room and, and generally often a man. Yeah. So they actively started this strategy and by the second term, they did it in the first term and by the second term, they've actually achieved gender equality yeah. in the top agents yeah. of, of Obama. So yeah. that kind of active uh, way of working. So that's it. like a simple thing to do. And I think we what we also said and when when we were discussing this and, 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 and thinking about what are things that we actually can do is it kind of starts with us and the paradigms that we hold. And I think also, again, driving from another of our podcast episodes when we were interviewing Anne-Louise Vrien mm. and, and, and we were, you know, she was sharing the facts from that actually typical things like so who can arrange uh, the birthday party for this colleague or who can do this, this specific thing that wasn't really related to work itself but like nice things but wouldn't help you know that first of all if if the boss whether a woman or a man which i think is I- interesting as well was asking for it they were more likely to go send the question directly to, to a, a woman. woman yeah yeah and the other fact is that if they were used sort of throwing it out in the room, who would raise their hand? Yeah, a woman would raise their hand. A woman. Yeah. So it's kind of, I think that that's another thing. That's kind of the responsibility for all the leaders, for all the mothers, for all the fathers, all the teachers, uh, you know, everyone who's out there in, in, in meet all these people. We need to sort of open our eyes and yeah. see what is it that I can do to not fall into this typical trap. Yeah, because again, it, it is still about diversity. So it's not about that it's wrong to take that responsibility yeah. to organize the birthday cake. No. I mean, maybe that's fantastic and you want to do that. But you have to be aware who you are giving yeah. that to and why you are picking it. If it's because it's expected of you or because you really want to do that. Yeah. 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 And, and, and another thing. So that's like the one thing that we're really like challenging all of us to go out and, and do is really challenge our paradigms and, mm-hmm. and see what's your everyday recycling, right? Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I think is if you are, uh, well, like all of you here, obviously, <laughs> and all of others, you know, if you are a role model and, and take that role seriously, don't joke around about it, but think if if I'm a female leader or a podcaster or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and all these uh, amazing women that we have out here, I think it's also to see that responsibility a little bit, yeah. you know, and, and what can I do and, uh, and what can I add to that? And, mm-hmm. you know, just chatting to all the different professions that 
we have out here, we have a female recruitment firm that started to see what can we do to uh, recruit more women into IT. And, you know, that's a nice responsibility. Uh, I spoke to one of the sport journalists uh, at Expressen, who's also here, and, you know, how they've researched on what they can do and how they actually met up with women in Kenya, Mm. who are also doing really great on that. But, like, what can I then do to show that this, you get kind of a responsibility then to show and pave the way uh-huh. for the future yeah. so that these women in 1910, when yeah. they look at us, they don't say like, oh, women, <laughs> you messed it up. You left when you were, you know, like our mother actually said, yeah. she's like, our generation, we fought we for doggies, harder. for childcare, yeah. you know. And here you are like, oh, no, we have to pick up our children at three because otherwise we're not really great mothers, yeah. right? And we didn't even know if we we dared to call ourselves feminists. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, because, like a positive feminist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, that's why why I kind of looked at the the good enough feminist, which is kind of the third <laughs> idea here. Which is, you know, maybe you can be say that you're a feminist and you still um, fall into traditional roles sometimes, such or as you know, such as. Uh, Wanting uh, gifts uh, for a special occasion, so or or whatever yeah. you know, traditional mm-hmm. roles. Um, so yeah, I think I, I I like the idea of being a good enough feminist. Yeah. Um, but being okay with that, sometimes you will fall into traditional traps, and then yeah. you can still claim that you want to obviously have equality and, yeah. and all of those things. But you're kind of working on it because I think we all need to work yeah. on it, and I think it's the same for women and men. Yeah, I agree. To sort of do that and then also the the last thing we kind of said is okay so facilitate and lift role models so mm. when you see people doing things right lift them and and let others see and kind of exaggerate that behavior a little bit uh-huh because that's how you change behavior really yeah yeah, yeah. So on that, you went into your daughter's uh, bedroom and stole a book. Yeah, <laughs> right? I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so uh, which is like bad girls throughout history. <laughs> and I think that's cool because we didn't have books like that. We had Pippi Longstocking. You yeah, know? that's pretty nice. That yeah. was a good start. Uh-huh. And But even there, there is no gender equality starting to get in storybooks and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a good example. But so we thought like, Who are the role models that that we have? And I, I made a, a long list of role models, <laughs> and you didn't really like it, but I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, but yeah, you didn't really like you know, it. Okay, but well. I'm sure everyone out here will really appreciate. They will love it. <laughs> here are a list of like female role models. Uh-huh. But the interesting time, if you look back into history, many of the the female early female role models were like queens. So mm-hmm. they got into power by some accident, I guess, because they were not born boys. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like, yeah. But still, you know, like Queen Elizabeth I, what a cool woman. She mm-hmm. was like, put them, so lots of Cleopatra and, and, and everything. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to share some more examples <laughs> from my list? But it's your list and apparently I hate it. So, <laughs> so pick the ones you do like. Um, well, then we took leaders. Yeah. Um, and we both were like sitting there agreeing on Angela Merkel. Yeah. And and then, of course, I had to give a shout out to New Zealand and Jacinda Ardern. Yeah. And these cool uh, women that are really both uh, in their different ways yeah. assuming leadership yeah. roles. Yeah. Um, Jacinda from New Zealand, I would say in a really female yeah. way. 
Um, Bringing her child to work, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, being on the six weeks, but still on maternity leave yeah. while being prime minister. Uh, yeah. So it's super cool. That's really ladies. cool. Yeah. And actually going back to Angela Merkel, what I kind of really like, and I saw this quite, I read this long article about her, and which was really good from uh, one of the German newspapers. And it was just, I think that, okay, so she obviously doesn't seem to be so feminine you know like in in her the typical qualities mm-hmm. and it it's said that risky yeah yeah i know i know here. i know but i'm you know <laughs> it seems like she has like 10 different jackets in in the same sort of model that uh-huh. she doesn't have to worry about but i felt that she you know genuinely wasn't really interested in that stuff no. so it's not that she's tried to be that way to fit into male work no she's like no this is how i am and yeah. how i was brought up and, and and that's what i think and she's been pretty cool about that yeah so that goes back to that fact then yeah but you can be feminine in your way mm-hmm. you know what where it doesn't have to be either way it's like but it's also i i embrace the feminists who love nice red lipstick and can do <laughs> yeah it look very nice thank you yeah 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 uh, do you want to go any like um loves on your list here that you want to you want yeah i i mean i up? i put the i saw i put them into categories you know i kind of like the <laughs> stuff but authors and i must say astrid linger and now we already mentioned her but uh-huh. you know wow how much courage yeah. did she create in many young women and boys i, I guess which yeah. is super nice and i because i've i'm a huge fan of jk rowling and yeah. harry potter and i guess you know harry's a boy but you know you have all these strong women and she lets hermione be that typical smart girl in class you know but that still gets to shine and i think that's super cool mm. Mm. Yeah, so that's a fantastic list. <laughs> Did you check the and, time when we started? Yeah, I think we're about to. We're about to. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> we don't have to speak Usually for we have this program like telling us the time, but now I just realize <laughs> we don't. So finally, sort of, what's the vision of the future? Yeah, I mean, uh, weekly... Iceland? <laughs> so, Iceland. <laughs> you, in another podcast episode, you were recommending that I would move to Iceland. Why oh, is did that? I? For some kind of tech. Uh, they have these areas. Oh, yeah, of yeah. Where they you... produce like the special place where you can go. It's just yeah. the light that we kind of miss. I mean, Iceland is great. I don't think yeah. I'm going to move to Iceland. No, me neither. Um, so <laughs> maybe it's more about bringing, bringing Iceland, Iceland yeah. to uh, the Mediterranean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a good idea. And yeah. the rest of the world. So I and think the rest of the world. Uh, I mean, the vision is that we want to reach 100%, but mm-hmm. in a way that brings up all the different qualities of females, males, uh, and all kinds of diversity. Really. Yeah, and, and letting, uh, you know, also open it up for men, right? Yeah. To really be uh, all, of different all of the different kind yeah, of men that they can be. So, um, so, yeah, whether it's a happy International Women's Day or just uh, International Women's Day, go women. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what we really want is equality and we want it to take less than 108 years. Yes. Much yeah. faster. Yeah. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone out there. We'll come out and join you in a second. <laughs> and thank you, everyone else listening to this episode. Join us uh, and uh, subscribe and give us a five-star rating and <laughs> all of that. Absolutely. Take care. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.